This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, April 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Ag Order 4.0 passes. Canal funding advances. Searching for an infrastructure deal. And Produce Group blast Vilsack action. Board approves one of the nation's most complex ag water regulations. After more than a dozen full-day hearings in recent months, the Central Coast Water Board approved Ag Order 4.0 yesterday, just hours before a court-mandated deadline. An industry coalition engaged in the lengthy and technical discussions said the revised order still fell short of providing essential elements for the regulation to be successful among growers. Tess Dunham, water quality attorney for Con, Soares and Conway, called it an abuse of discretion to regulate fertilizer applications and limit nitrogen inputs. Dunham also felt the order was punishing growers for 123-TCP contamination, a pesticide chemical that hasn't been applied since the 1990s. Canal Fix moves forward as lawmakers pitch more funding bills. The Friant Water Authority has inked a deal with the Bureau of Reclamation to restore capacity that has been lost to subsistence for the Friant Kern Canal. The agreement secures a cost-share agreement of nearly $400 million for the project. Although challenging, it was important for Friant contractors to continue financing their portion of the Friant-Kern Canal repairs together as a family, irrespective of being north or south of the pinch point, said Friant Water Authority Chairman Cliff Loeffler. The announcement coincided with new legislation in Congress proposing more than $600 million to fix California's canals. Senator Dianne Feinstein and California Representatives Jim Costa, along with John Garamendi and Josh Harder, are leading the effort. Federico Barajas, the director of the San Luis Delta Mendota Water Authority, praised the bill. He said this year's low water allocations only reinforce the need to focus investments in two key areas, increased water conveyance and increased water storage. The bill notably prohibits any of the money to be used for adding new storage or enlarging canals. Senate climate bill close. Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow tells AgriPulse she expects a new bipartisan version of the Growing Climate Solutions Act to be released within a few days. The funding issues have now been apparently worked out with the bill, which is aimed at laying the groundwork for ag carbon markets. Republican Senator Mike Braun talked up the bill at a Senate Budget Committee hearing yesterday on climate change. He said there's more buy-in for climate change action out in farm country than people think. As for the bill itself, he said, you've got to get something across the finish line. I think that's got a good chance of making headway this year. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, a Democrat of Rhode Island, accused corporate America, including big ag, of not putting enough pressure on Congress to act on climate change. Glimmers of bipartisanship on infrastructure. Some Senate Republicans are talking about working out a deal with Democrats on a more limited infrastructure bill in the range of $800 billion. That's a lot less than the $2.7 trillion President Joe Biden wants. 
But Senator Chris Coons, a Delaware Democrat who's close to the president, told reporters yesterday that it's possible to have a more limited bipartisan bill addressing needs such as transportation and partly funded with user fees. Democrats could then pass the rest of what Biden wants through the budget reconciliation process with no GOP support, Coons suggested. Senator Lisa Murkowski, an Alaska Republican, notes that it would be a lot easier to pay for an $800 billion infrastructure bill than one that's over $2 trillion. By the way, the Association of Equipment Manufacturers has released a report calling on Washington to move forward with a sweeping infrastructure plan. Policymakers must, quote, respond to the transformative challenges of our time, AEM says. Federal help is needed in many areas, including assistance to budget-strapped states and localities, worker training, broadband expansion, electric grid modernization, and incentives to decarbonize the manufacturing sector. That, according to AEM, the group is silent on how to pay for the plan. Jason Adringa, CEO of Iowa-based Vermeer Corporation, chaired the AEM task force that developed the report. He said the country has, quote, a generational opportunity to renew our commitment to cutting-edge transportation, water, energy, and telecommunications infrastructure, and boost our national competitiveness. The time to rebuild is now. United Fresh blasts cancellation of food box program. The trade group representing the fruit and vegetable industry said it was deeply disappointed in Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack's decision to end the Farmers to Families food box program. This decision is short-sighted, and comments disparaging the program are a slap in the face to thousands of volunteers, nonprofits, regional food distributors, and farmers who work together in communities across the country to deliver healthy foods to people in their time of greatest need. United Fresh said in a statement yesterday, Vilsack announced the decision at a House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee hearing on Wednesday. United Fresh says USDA did not consider numerous recommendations to improve the program or take into account the wide range of support for the program in its recent public listening session. This sudden decision seems more a political statement, repudiating a program that began in a former administration that an objective evaluation of the program's ability to improve Americans' health. Farm lending slow in early 21. Financial aid producers received through the Paycheck Protection Program has helped to keep farm lending low in the first quarter of this year, that according to the Fed Reserve Bank of Kansas City. Total volume of non-real estate farm loans is roughly 10% lower than last year, with operating loan volume dropping $12 billion from last year. Lending has been coming in below the historical average on a rolling four-quarter basis since last year and dropped some 4% over that time frame, the report said. Here's today's She Said It. Our farmers and ranchers can lead the world with innovative carbon conservation practices. That U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai, who says environmental concerns are going to play a bigger role in U.S. trade policy going forward. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, April 16th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.